On today's episode of Rice Asian Movies Podcast, we'll be reviewing Godzilla vs. Kong and discussing uniting against a bigger threat, which was a major theme in the movie. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to Rice Asian Movies Podcast, part of the Sonar Network. Each week, we review an Asian-led film through the lens of representation and debate a cultural topic plucked from the movie's themes. I'm your host, Vong Sho, official spokesperson for Gay Super Cute Asians, and joining me today are Leonard Chan. Hello. And Veronica Antipolo. Hello. All right, so uh, before we jump into our movie of the week, I will ask Veronica first, what was the most memorable part of your week? Well, I'm going to mention it for this week because it's this week. <laughs> but it didn't, happen, it didn't happen in the past. It's happening this week. But the, uh, the Fresh Rice Asian Comedians web series is premiering on in three days. That's yes. the biggest thing. Actually, there's lots. And then I, I was um, featured in... Yeah, and so for for those who are listening to this, we published... So we're recording it on a Sunday, but we published on a Tuesday. So if you're hearing this on Tuesday, um, Tuesday, May the 4th, we are actually premiering the first episode the same day. There you go. So I'm speaking into the future. So future people, yes. <laughs> tune in later tonight to watch it but i'm speaking in the past not confusing <laughs> yeah. at all just may 4th it's fine <laughs> yeah it's at uh it's 8 p.m may 4th uh, youtube.com slash vong show if you miss the premiere it's youtube so obviously it will be there after the premiere as well as a video i'm sorry veronica i keep cutting in on your um your most memorable part of the week is there anything else oh <laughs> now it feels so anticlimactic <laughs> oh um no. Um, Reader's Digest, my best joke ever. <laughs> Although it was not. But anyways. Oh. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, look for me in, in bathrooms everywhere. Great reading material. <laughs> I, I love reading Veronica's jokes when I poop. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I make you regular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I can't wait to check out this uh, oh, this issue. I, yeah. I'm actually not sure which which joke that you submitted for it, so I'll be interested to see which one. Laughter's not um, the only thing that's running. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, over to you, Leonard. What was the most memorable part of your week? Uh, uh, a couple things. So first thing, I got notes back from the network on a pilot that I wrote, and so uh, that's fun. Uh, so we're one step closer to rejection. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is no way this is getting made, but that's fine. Um, but the second more important thing is I got vaccinated. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So one step closer to rejection. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was great. I went to a Walmart and got penetrated. Oh. Oh, that sounds familiar to me. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here you go, Walmart. Where you're, you, they, any experience you want, they've they've got it for you. I know at a um, low, low price, at low everyday prices. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
The most memorable part of my week was I went back to the Glenn Gould studio, which is where we taped Fresh Rice and Rice, the concert film. Um, Fresh Rice, of course, is coming out uh, this week, and a Fresh Rice concert film will be... Um, It'll be ready later this year for submission to film festivals, but then the festival circuit takes about 18 months. So depending on what city you're living in, you will see the Rice concert film come to a theater near you within the next uh, two years. Um, but uh, I'm very excited for both of those projects. But uh, as part of the promotion, I was interviewed by the CBC at the actual theater that we taped the um, uh, both series and um, concert film at. And it was so crazy because, it well, first of all, it was like a 90-minute interview, and I'm sure it's for like a two-minute mm -hmm. segment, but it was, it was a very long interview. And it was amazing. It was with a reporter named Kelda Yuen, and um, she actually knew Jennifer Shung from both being reporters in China at the same oh. time. So, uh, yeah, she was... Uh, for those who don't know, Jennifer Shung was a host on Rice uh, Podcast, and she is appearing on the uh, Rice concert film. And uh, honestly, it was so weird being back in the theater because all the seats were mm -hmm. empty, but it was like... It was only a year ago, but it this past year feels like five years so I was getting like nostalgic usually I don't get nostalgic for something that happened like a year ago so it just sort of shows how much has happened in, in the past year but yeah, I'm very excited for the story to come out I hope uh yeah I hope they got two minutes worth of quotes in those 90 minutes um and we will uh we will uh we'll go from there now uh moving on to our movie of the week I like to start with a hook and then we will get into the actual synopsis so here we go godzilla versus kong um <laughs> am i the only one who's been pissed off ever since the original king kong versus godzilla in 1962 where kong cheated to defeat godzilla um all i'm saying is godzilla better come out on top in this one because we do not need that injustice to continue um so uh you know, the new film, instead of being called King Kong vs. Godzilla, like the original, is now called a Kong. No, it's called Godzilla vs. Kong. So maybe, I don't know, maybe the winner of the bout is the um, uh, first one. Who knows? We'll talk about that after the, after the spoilers. But um, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is the epic next chapter in the cinematic MonsterVerse. Uh, and it pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another, the fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong, with humanity caught in the balance. It stars Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Shun Oguri, uh, Ronnie Chang, of course, um, who we always have to mention, uh, Kaylee Hoddle, and it was directed by Adam Wingard. And now, uh, before we jump into the actual review, we always talk about representation on film. So first, um, I'll just read out a few representational notes, and then we'll get our uh, uh, our uh, co-host thoughts on it. So for me, on-screen representation, they did a good thing with... Um, so Kaylee Hoddle, who plays Gia, is 
uh, is actually deaf in real life, and she is fluent in American Sign Language. So as far as, um, you know, uh, um, like representation of uh, people with disabilities, they did hire an actor who was a deaf, um, which is amazing. She comes from a family of all deaf relatives spanning four generations, and she is also um, uh, South Korean, or at least her mother is Korean. Um, the other thing, though, is uh, all the adult leads are white, mm -hmm. um, although some of the side characters are diverse, like Brian Tyree Henry, um, Shun Oguri, and Ronnie Chang. Um, so, you know, as usual, we have representation, but only in side characters. And off-screen representation, not so hot. Um, the director and all five writers, five of them, are all white men, which is a little bit ridiculous when it's a property that originated in Japan. You'd think they would get um, some Asian perspective on what Godzilla means to, um, you know, the Japanese culture and its roots and all that. But no, they decided five white men should be the writer and a white man should be the director. So uh, I'll throw it out to our panel. What are your thoughts on the representation on screen for... Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, I'm, I mean, the most representation that Asians got was a freaking lizard. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, big one though, so maybe that counts. He was a big lizard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we were like a la carte here. I mean, the representation was all a la carte, and like when you order a la carte at a restaurant, does it make a one meal? No. So, putting a bunch of people of color on the side does not. Now, now you don't. Now you don't just get to check off the list because you're like, oh, five of you mm. on the side make a hole. No, that's not how it works, people. <laughs> and a lizard <laughs> does not make it too. A lizard does not make it as well. So, I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. representations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely tough because with uh, you know we had previously reviewed Shin Godzilla, which was made in Japan, mm -hmm. obviously with a lot more um, Asian representation on screen and off screen and i get it this is a hollywood film but i just think when you have the roots of it being japanese um you could take a little bit more care of the character with a bit more representation in the decision making process but they uh they did not do that unfortunately now um heading into the actual movie itself let's head on over to Leonard, um, this is our official spoiler warning. So, Leonard, you can talk about anything you want. Um, what are your thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong? What a terrible movie this was! <laughs> oh, no. It's so bad. It's so bad. like I mean, I, I had low expectations, but it's still pretty bad. Like you know what I hate about all these Godzilla, Kong, like all these movies with giant monsters. It's like why. You're in a fighter jet. Why are you flying within arm's reach of a giant lizard? <laughs> like, he's got tiny arms, and you're still flying close enough that he can hit you? Like, what the... F you got missiles! <laughs> like, you, have, you don't have to be anywhere near the giant lizard monster. Like, I get it if, like, he fires a ray from his eyes or his mouth or whatever he fires rays from and kills you, but, like... He shouldn't be able to go to, like do hand-to-hand -hand combat against you. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. Mm. Like you're just bad. You're bad if you do that. 
Um, and it's just a very predictable movie. Like, I pretty much guessed exactly where the entire movie was going to go from the beginning. Like, you see the commercial for the corporation, and you're like, well, you know the corporation's going to be the bad guy doing something for profit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're doing the commercial, and you see, like, facial recognition of a bunch of minority children. You're like, yeah, they're bad. <laughs> of course they're bad. <laughs> they don't do that just for funsies. And then, I don't know, man, this whole thing. It was just like a combination. Like, they took, like... You know what it felt like? It felt like a Frankenstein movie where they took like pieces of all like the sh- all these like these other movies and shoved it together. So you have like Kong and there's like Hunger Games dome, and yeah. <laughs> and then they go to like the the center of the Earth. So there's like a journey to the center of the Earth thing, and then there's like a giant mecha robot. So it's Pacific Rim, and then like they have to go to like. Uh, you know, and suddenly, like, oh, then that's a, they, there's like this part when they're going to the center of the earth, and there's like this time jump thing, and now there is interstellar, and then like freaking Kong is like Mel Gibson with like his dislocated shoulder, <laughs> and he has to like knock it back into place. <laughs> it was just so, bu- and then oh, then it becomes like ER when they have to like fucking uh, defibrillate Kong back to life. <laughs> there's just so many things that were stupid. About this movie. <laughs> like, his daughter goes off to Hong Kong. He, he, at no point does Kyle Chandler wonder where his daughter went. And is not... And it's just like, oh, she's in Hong Kong. And he just finds each other on the streets of Hong Kong. Like, like it's that easy. Um, yeah, it was fucked. And then, I don't know, man. I guess the whole thing, like, it's funny. Because the... Like, Godzilla was mad because they were building another robot to, like take his place so he was pissed because job security like (laughs) he's just like yeah i was here first like these immigrants are stealing our jobs (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it was terrible it's a terrible movie (laughs) was there anything redeeming that you found in uh, godzilla versus kong i like ronnie chang (laughs) i've always liked him he's a good man (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's it. There you go. Our guy, our guy Ronnie, who is actually, from what I've heard, lots of stories, an amazingly nice person in real life. Yes. Um, he's incredibly nice. He's like, he's the type of person who is so nice that it's like suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> he's so nice. Like I, like I did a show with him and then he asked me how much, like Just for Laughs, and he asked me how much Just for Laughs was paying me. And then he was like, that's not enough what's your Venmo or PayPal? And then he paid me more. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. What's his number? Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have his number. I am not going to publish it. <laughs> um, but yeah. And he like just offered to sign my, like, uh, like my visa papers, like just out of the blue. I didn't even ask. He was just like, oh yeah, if you need something. I was like, what? Wow. And then, wow. and then when I was doing the 22 minutes thing, uh, like, cause I was trying to, because I was being asked to do like an anti-Chinese government rant like on TV. And I was like, oof, that seems like a bad idea. And then, so I texted Ronnie and he like called me. He was like, hey man, let's talk about this. I was like, what? Wow. And then, and then he helped me like write, uh, like rewrite it. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. He's the nicest dude on the planet. And it's confusing. Because he's so good and talented and famous. He doesn't have to be nice anymore. (laughs) You know, you know what? Where where I grew up, uh, known as the ghetto, we <laughs> we're very suspicious, and we call people um, that are suspiciously nice. We call them uh, Ned Flanders <laughs> because we just don't think we're like no, they're just holding it in. Sooner or later, they're gonna crack, and their niceness is going to 
you know, give way to, you know, <laughs> super psychoticness because nobody's that nice. Um, so, yeah, I, I am very suspicious of nice yeah. people. But he's very um, angry on stage. So I guess that's where he gets it. Maybe that's why. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There you Christ. go. Um, so uh, my thoughts on Kong versus Godzilla. I definitely got what I wanted, which was a clear winner. Um, <laughs> it was it was clear that Kong was outmatched. And, um, you know, Godzilla kicked his ass multiple times. And uh, even the one where they said, you know, Kong wins round two, it wasn't really even a round two uh, because Godzilla just got like straight back up. It was like, I guess you can call it a round because it's sort of like, you know, in um, in uh, in Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat where they just stay down for like 10 seconds before it says round two and then they all get back up mm-hmm. again. Um it was sort of like that. So Kong pretty much outclassed him. The only thing that super annoyed me was like they made Kong such a weak little bitch against. I know not Kong. They made Godzilla such a weak little bitch against Mecha Godzilla. Like he was just so helpless until Kong got back up to help him. And I was like, Godzilla can't be this weak ass of a bitch. Like I don't know. Maybe I was okay with Kong being a weak ass bitch because he's like the representation of like America and like Godzilla. I'm like you know he's more like embodies Asianness. I was like, how can this bitch be losing so hardcore? Like at least put up a fight. You can't go from like being you know you know a dominant prominent to being like I'm a little bitch until (laughs) Kong comes and saves my ass. So I was like, come on, people. Godzilla ain't that ridiculously weak. I know he just used up all his atomic energy or shit, but I don't know. I feel like Godzilla should have gone better. But at least they gave him the victory over Kong, which helped. Like, honestly, it has been a shame for, like, Asian monster fans ever since 1962 that somehow they allowed Kong to defeat Godzilla in that goddamn movie because he got powered up by a weird-ass lightning <laughs> strike. It made no fucking sense. <laughs> Bitch cheated to win. I've been waiting since 1962. And honestly, if Godzilla had lost his one to Kong, I was going to lose my shit. I was like, no, you you better not. You better not, people. This better be Kong. Forget like, I wanted Godzilla versus Kong to be, like, Bambi versus Godzilla. I just wanted him to step on a bitch, wreck, a curb stomp the hoe, and get his revenge for 1962. Because that movie still pisses me off, as you can see. Um, but, listen, I got what I wanted. Kong got a clear-cut victory. Um, the, the only other thing. I'm looking at my co-host. They seem like shocked that I'm so passionate about yeah. this. But it is a little bit like Asia versus America. I needed, I needed, I needed this more than I knew. I needed this Godzilla victory over Kong. Um, the other thing I would say in the movie was, I think Apex Corporation made no sense. Like they actually had a good opportunity to. Um, you know, I know, I know it's like Kong versus Godzilla or whatever, and it's not supposed to have like a lot of story, but you know, they like an international organization wanting to make sure that humans aren't just controlled by these Titans and assuming that Godzilla is always going to be nice to us. That makes sense. That didn't have to be an evil corporation. That could have just been like a pragmatic corporation. It could have been the it UN. Been at least- yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could have been the UN, it could have been a world government, 
they didn't actually have to make them equal to at least have some nuance to the movie, you know? It didn't have to be, like, evil bitches. Like, it actually makes sense. I would actually be one of those people because I don't trust Godzilla might be a fucking Ned Flanders, too. He <laughs> help us in the last movie. I, Maybe he won't next time, you know? Well, I don't trust none of these bitches. What I want to know is what will the, the corporate... Like, because I assume this corporation is, like, publicly traded or something, right? Because every corporation is in it for the shareholders, yeah. right? It's about profit. <laughs> so what was the deal? Well, they're going to, like, extort protection money from... All of Earth. <laughs> you know, nice planet you got there. Be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> like, what the... It's an American movie. Like, let's just say what it is. Whenever it comes to these types of movies, I like Independence Day. They made a movie called Independence Day. Like, it's there's it's a little bit, you know, shall we say, what's the word I'm looking for, mm. Leonard uh, Vong? Uh, uh, obnoxiously patriotic? Propaganda-ish? <laughs> Slightly. Like, I mean, mm. I wasn't bothered that much by you guys are so jaded. You're like, why did he have to, you know, lose? Like, I think it was about, um, well, we're going to talk about it, the theme, but I'm like, at the end, they came together and worked together. And that's what it's about, fellas. That's yeah. what it is nice when you what? come together. <laughs> Yes, no matter no matter what your difference is. Um, I don't know. It was, I don't know. It was an action movie. It was a monster movie. I'm not into these types of movies. So I was like, okay, the effects are cool. The action's cool. Me being like, okay, they help each other. This is nice. I did notice, though, that whenever there's a movie with Asian roots, such as Godzilla, do you notice they always will cast darker-haired people as leads i guess to try and bridge that i don't know anyways and i it was it was predictable i don't know alexander skarsgård is like super blonde i know in this movie he was like the winter version of himself so he hadn't gotten enough sun to be blonde but (laughs) that dude is super he is he is he is but the the women were were brunettes all of them Mm. were brunettes um it was predictable, yes. I actually, you know what's so funny is when I started watching it, I got confused when they showed the dome. I was like, did it switch over to Hunger Games? Because it's exactly <laughs> the same. And so I had to pause and look at the title in the browser, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm still watching Kong versus um, Godzilla. <sighs> yeah, the whole traveling under under the earth. It was literally like reading a children's book. I could have gone through it and been like, okay, this is what's going to happen. You can fall asleep to this, wake up, and you know what you're doing. Um, yeah, but I, I like, though, that we, he goes and sits on the throne. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, King yes. Kong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker's royalty. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not just Mr. Kong. He's King Kong. <laughs> Um, I did enjoy that shoulder maneuver, though. I I have to say that. That was a little bit humorous to me that he had that King Kong had to fix his shoulder by banging it against a building. I don't know. It was predictable. It wasn't. I didn't watch it on a Sunday afternoon this time. So I was like, okay, this is okay. Um, I was able to watch it with my daughter and she liked it. She watched it again actually after oh, oh. I, I know see see it's all about coming there together not in that way though <laughs> not in that way though <laughs> working it together there you go it's a monster movie i don't know what, what are you expecting it's a monster movie 
I mean, that's true, but still. It's too much. Expectations are too I just want, like, some logic or anything. Like, it was just... It's I don't know, monsters. man. You're I like- know, but you create like when you write, you create the rules of the universe, and then you have to follow. I mean, I guess they did that, but like the rules are so dumb. You know, it's like, and all of a sudden, this like this failed author scientist can pilot this random like anti gravity hovercraft. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of yeah, mismatched things. My biggest. My biggest weird thing was, like, how they kept saying they needed Kong to get to, like, the center of the Earth. But then, really, once the portal opened, they just went through the... Like, Kong didn't actually help them navigate was, anything. I guess yeah. he, like, fought off a monster for them. But they actually never really needed him. So, yeah, you know. But, like I said, I'm just happy Godzilla won. <laughs> to me, it was, like, Asia beat America. So, I'm, I'm okay with yeah. that. And it healed an old wound from 1962. Um, that is the most important um takeaway from this now uh to finish it to finish off the review we always uh, have two questions which is would you recommend this film and did it do enough for you to make you want to see the sequel which it sounds like they are working on now and it is titled a son of kong so prince kong uh (laughs) It, you know what? Like Leonard said, it was stitched together. It reminds me of the papers I used to write in university. I was like, I'll just take here, here, put it together. It's like a movie quilt. You put it together. It's kind of mm. ugly, but it keeps you warm enough. Like that's, mm. that's, do I recommend it? I mean, I wouldn't pay for it. I didn't, but, mm. so, but I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And Leonard, um, and, and the suspense, let us know. Would would you recommend this and would you watch the upcoming sequel in production now? Um, like, I'll watch the sequel if I'm forced to for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll do it as a professional, but in no way, shape, or form will that be uh, included on my recreational schedule. Ah. <laughs> uh. I would say I do recommend this film. I wish it was like a half hour shorter. I don't know why it needed like so many humans um, with their weird side quests. I don't think this needed to be like, I think it was just a few minutes over two hours. I feel like 90 minutes would have been fine for this movie. It's really about those three fights and everything else was just sort of uh, getting to those fights. Um, but other th- other than just a bit too much filler, I, you know, I probably will go back and watch the fights again, especially the part where uh, Kong gets his ass beat. Um, it was very cathartic, and it made me feel really good, especially when he uh, beat his ass. He's curb stomping him, and then he like took his claws and he like scratched him. He was like, "I'm gonna leave my mark, bitch. Take my claws." Um, and I don't know why I felt it I felt it you may Kong your bitch Godzilla like should have happened before he got that miracle lightning that let him win in 1962 Um, I am so happy that it got reversed so (laughs) that is all so we are going to take a very short break and after the break we are going to debate a topic that has been plucked from the movie's themes Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved, Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What up, what up, listeners? Welcome back to Rice Asian Movies Podcast. And in the second half of our podcast, we always discuss a major theme that is plucked out of the movie of the week. And this week's movie of the week was Godzilla vs. Kong. And our topic of the week is uniting against a bigger threat, which is, of course, something that Kong and Godzilla had to do to defeat Mecha Godzilla. Now I will throw it over to our panel. Let's start with Leonard. Um, and you could do this either um, a time where you had to uh, unite with a quote unquote enemy to defeat a bigger threat, or you could do something bigger like society coming together <laughs> to defeat a bigger threat. Society um, never comes together. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, uh, personally, I, I, I remember like in, uh, I mean, this would happen all the time in grade school. Like I would, I would get in fights with other kids, but then the teacher came over, would be like, we're friends. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're just kicking each other in the head for funsies. <laughs> it's what friends do. As soon as the teacher leaves, we were at each other's throats again. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know, society, I don't know, eventually, hopefully, like, you know, we all come together to eat the rich. Because, <laughs> yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, all this stuff, all this racial stuff, like, uh, you know, it, it's it's not, you know, it's not about left versus right. It's about, like, top versus bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the elites versus the poor. We need, the um, bottom sorry. needs more power. We need to become power bottoms. Yes. Hey, I, I'm I'm all about that life. So <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, for me, I would use uh, probably the example I would use right now is um, in terms of uh, racial injustice. 
I would hope that the different minority groups come together and face off against uh, systemic oppression and white people, and specifically, um, the you know two uh, two communities being pitted against each other now and historically have been uh, the black community and the Asian community. And I think uh, let's keep it real. Like uh, we need to. We're never gonna you know beat the system if uh, if we're fighting against each other. And they. Um, I think I was watching this documentary recently called Chinatown Rising about the civil rights movement um, and, you know, the, the founding of the San Francisco Chinatown, how that was all about, you know, the Chinese Exclusionary Act and how Asians couldn't, um, uh, couldn't own property, so they had to move into their own little ghetto. Mm -hmm. um, and just the way that uh, it sort of intersected with the, uh, the civil rights movement and how you know black community leaders and Asian community leaders really work together, uh, but now you know our common oppressors, uh, you know, also known as uh, obnoxious white people, have uh, kind of, not all, but you know, most. Let's let's be real. Seventy-seven percent of white people voted for Trump, so. I know when people are like, not all white people, I'm like, yeah, just 77% of yeah, them. Yeah, just the majority, um, just mm. enough that in a democratic <laughs> society, they will destroy everything, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, let's let's all get together. I know, like, recently they've been trying to divide us by, you know, like, there's been these attacks on Asians that, um, during this, like, Stop Asian Hate movement, and they've been really, really pushing this narrative that a lot of the attackers are black. Oh, Asian community, do not fall for this shit. Like, most people attacking us are crazy-ass white people. Do not let, like, the images of black people attacking us, um, you know, percentage-wise, it is still very much white people attacking us. So do not let the media um, divide and conquer us. Yeah. And so that is my example of uniting against a bigger threat. Yeah. Perhaps the biggest threat in the world outside of, uh, you know, climate change. But, uh, you know, I would say uh, racial injustice. Um, is what I would want to unite against. Uh, let's head on over to Ronica. Well, now I feel like I have to come up with something deep. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> no, sometimes no, 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 no. this um, this divide and conquer oh. thing, especially when you're talking about racial injustice, when it when you're talking about pitting two uh, communities against each other, those tactics by the white people that we were talking about you know what it reminds me of i don't know why and i've never voiced this but it kind of reminds me of mean girls in school because that's how they operate that's how mean girls <laughs> operate that dynamic is so real they will create a diversion off of them when they're such bitches and they're like you go over there and you fight against each other when really we've all watched mean girls you see just use that to guide your politics that's it's it's mm, that's uh, what it is like um it's a diversion and mean girls i mean i have lots of uh experience with that was i one maybe for one year in grade seven <laughs> did you try to make fetch happen did you get did you make fetch I, happen? i try to make that happen now <laughs> <laughs> well stop it it's, it's not gonna it's happen it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah i mean it's it, it there's that's just like classic I think that's just behavior among among humans is oh. just trying to to distract people from what you're doing, especially if you're up to no good. So you just tell them, look what so-and-so did to you or look what they said about you. And now they're fighting and you're like, ha ha, you're over there sitting on a 
on a throne. I don't know why I said a throne, but <laughs> that's King my world. Kong, that's what I'm King thinking. Kong sitting exactly. on the throne. So um. uh, for me, has it happened? Yes, many times because I am a woman and I grew up with that, that dynamic with adolescence. And the reason this is top of mind for me today is because um, I can't mention, but there's someone here in the room with me who's a girl and a young girl and in, she's staring at me. And in grade school, and uh, and she <laughs> goes through those dynamics as well. And so I remember them very clearly. And they're so disheartening because half the time you don't even know what the hell hits you. You're like, oh, my God, people hate me, and I don't know why. So mm. come together because it's just it's just so much talk for nothing. It's just mm. air. Yeah, you know it's you're totally right like uh, i'll give like a more personal example i it would be hard for me to unite with an enemy like say if i had a rival like uh kong and godzilla <laughs> rivals each other and we're just beating each other up and then we'd have to like unite i do not have an example of that because when i hate somebody i lean into it like <laughs> I burn that bridge to the point where there is no there there is no bigger threat. Everybody everybody is the biggest threat because they're all dead oh, to me. But um, have you ever regretted it? As he, I don't have a chance to regret it because I cut them out of my life. So it's like, <laughs> bye. Um, so you you would be like just like you're you're just like watching Godzilla getting smoked by Mecha Godzilla, being like, ha, 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 eat it, bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would wait for him to get smoked and then as soon as he was down, I would make sure to come in and uh give the final blow and be like, Haha, Mecha Godzilla, I got the final laugh and then I just like run away. Really? <laughs> Take that Godzilla. Yeah. yeah, I ain't I ain't getting up to help no bitch. Like, no. I'm no, I'm definitely no. a Kong because I even if you wrong me, I'm I'll be like, Oh, but that one time they bought me a chocolate bar something something dumb like that i mean they verbally abused me but that chocolate bar was delicious i mean i don't know maybe i'm yeah i don't know over me but thing is with kong he was he literally was killed like godzilla actually killed him if i'm brought back to life it's gonna be as a vengeance ghost like i won't be like that fucking girl from (laughs) what's 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 that japanese film the uh the ring no, uh, oh yeah, the ring was. Revenge. There's a lot of vengeance oh, ghosts in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. gotta narrow it down. Every Japanese horror movie is a vengeance ghost. Yeah. It was the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, uh, the yeah. Grudge. Yeah, the Grudge. I would come back like the Grudge. I wouldn't come up like fucking Godzilla. Oh, I'm gonna help a bitch who just killed me. No, I'm gonna be the Grudge. Okay. It's like while you're pinned up against that building and getting your ass kicked, I'm gonna still throw the axe <laughs> at you. Okay, bitch. I'm gonna throw that axe at your ass, and then I'm gonna take off before Mecha Godzilla kill my ass, so that Mecha Godzilla can kill the humans too. Cause I don't give a shit. Cause the humans just kidnapped my ass, took me to some weird uh, middle kingdom uh, center of the universe shit. So no, I'm gonna burn it all down. Burn it all mm. down. I know who to count on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Survival instinct, and I have survived this long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but okay on that uh on that <laughs> very chipper note um let's uh let's let's wrap up this week's uh podcast we will be back next week for a discussion on the brand new mortal Kombat movie yes. so watch the movie so you can come back and talk to us about it we had previously reviewed the 1995 mortal Kombat, so i'm very excited to see the brand new version with um uh, <laughs> lots more asians although that one you know what the main villain was asian in the 1995 one and uh robin shu as luke king was also asian so actually it didn't do too bad for representation <laughs> but let's see let's see what happens here there's a seven minute preview on hbo's youtube um, where it shows you like the opening fight scene with Scorpion. And oh my God, that fight scene was amazing. So I can't wait to see the whole goddamn film come back with us um, to discuss Mortal Kombat. Um, uh, you know, I want to thank, uh, I want to thank all our listeners and um, of course our uh, co-host, my co-host uh, Leonard and Veronica. Um, I'm Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians, and that's what's up. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.